Hi, and welcome to the Ask Sue Show. Hope everybody is all okay. And I would like to um, firstly announce, obviously, it's the Hey Mr. Government Show. But it is tonight that we have some sad news to bear. And unfortunately, we have the news to share that Terry McCartney has passed away. Now, as most of you know, Terry McCartney was always in the chat room on the Hey Mr. Government shows and was also our admin on our page. He did loads of work, was always sharing these links to literally make people aware. And even when a few of us have looked on his page today, he literally had still been sharing his links right up until the end of January and, and such like of loads of different things of awakening people. He literally wasn't bothered about what he put on his Facebook page. And there's various things that we've put up tonight and things that we've got to be able to share with you tonight, hopefully to awaken you. But unfortunately, we have lost a very good friend, a very good admin, and of course, somebody who was awoken and was literally prepared to take on the world with the rest of us to be able to try and help out people that were not awake. The other sad part about all of this is the amount of things that I have seen today. I've shared on the Hey Mr. Government globally and even found a couple of people that um, even a new admin as well. But what's more, and let me just very quickly mention about our new admin. Um, our admin, I literally found upon looking on other pages um, of different links, and her name is Amy, Abby. M. Rojas, and I'm hoping I've said that right, R-O-J-A-S. I literally found her with a comment that she had shared, and literally, she, you could tell that she was already an awoken one, shall we say. Um, one of the posts that she sent to me was this. Please share this message. I believe there is still hope. S.O.S. I sincerely hope we will not wait until this administration has completely fulfilled our constitution before we stand up and fight. I'm hearing so many people saying it's hopeless. And yes, if we resign ourselves to that way of thinking, it most certainly is. If we don't use our voice today, we most assuredly be reloading our guns tomorrow. I understand many, many patriotic Americans are willing to fight and die for freedom and liberty. And just as I understand that we have no other choice, I also understand they don't mind if we do. So, if there is any way to derail this war train peacefully, we must try. The treasonous crimes of this administration have been overlooked for far too long. Someone must be made an example of. Our government apparently needs to be reminded that it works for the people and not the other way around. If our representatives continue to refuse to represent the people, it can only be assumed they are compl complicit in these acts of treason and should be removed from their offices as well. Be heard today or watch your fellow Americans be heard tomorrow. I'm taking a, talking about you, my family and yours. Remember, the only necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. If there is any hope of a peaceful resolution, it is through some action, aside from simply loading our guns and waiting for their next tyrannical move. They are moving forward, and I assure you, each step will be more horrific than the last. 
We must advance as well. For peace sake, please sign, please share. And it's on Save Our Ship, and it's um, www.change.org. And obviously, we need to share this as soon as possible. Let me put that link straight into the chat room. And uh, I would like to say thank you very much to Abby for that. I have asked her to give us a call in, so you never know. She might give us a call in today um, and join us. Um, <clears throat> so um, tonight, going back to Terry for a minute, uh, we've got a couple of songs that we are going to be playing in his memory, but also because we feel that they are quite momentous at the words and everything about Hey Mr. Government, about the Ask Sue show, and what we are trying to achieve. How many people today have shared something horrific? Maybe it be a dog being abused, maybe a child being hit, maybe um, a post that upset you, a video that upset you, maybe it was about our governments. Whatever it was, let me just tell you that somehow or another it was linked to the government. <coughs> I hear all of you say, how can we blame <coughs> sorry, the government for abused dogs, abused cats, abused anything? How can we blame them? Easily. We put them in control of our laws. They could easily change laws so that when one of these people that did this to an animal, a child, a person, whatever it may be, they had a sentence justified for what they have d just done. So many times we hear of people doing these things and they get away with just a slap on the wrist. A court fine. You know, go, go to court. Some of them even go dressed in not even a suit. The respect has gone. So what have we got to do for change? I'll very quickly talk about the Patrick case, where a dog was abused to skin and bones. Two years on, and that woman who did this, <clears throat> who put Patrick in a state of skin and bones, it doesn't matter how she did it, what she did, it, it, it was her dog, Patrick was her responsibility, and that dog was abused. End of case. Okay? That was her dog. So what should she get for it? What are they actually going to do? She went to court in <clears throat> what you Americans will call slacks, what we call T-shirt and, and tracksuit bottoms, and not a suit and a skirt, dressed up. Total no respect. Two years has gone by, and she still has not been sentenced. My worry is about the fact that what will she get? What exactly will she get for doing that? I can honestly say, hand on heart, the amount of follows that Patrick has got and the state that he was in before and, and now looks like now, if she does not serve time, I know that there'll be an uproar. And trust me when I say I will be doing a show to make sure that the awareness of that will be on the ASU show. It will be shared on the show. So let's, let's move on for a little bit further. 
We've also seen so many other things. The people that we expect to be able to look after us as well. Never mind our government. Of course, they should be looking after us. They get paid very, very well for that privilege. But are they looking after us? We have got the police. The police, again, which are given laws, and they are supposed to, what, protect us, care for us, and we are the ones that should be able to go up to them and ask them for help and not worry about what repercussions may come after. Let me just say right now that I am not against the police. I'm very much for the police. We do need to be doing, making a difference with the police. The police, at the end of the day, do need to be able to arrest people and put them, you know, and put them into the station or wherever and sort it out, sort out the paperwork, and they go to jail for the crimes. Let's just sit back for a minute and look at the police a little bit more depth. I want to look at the fact that the dogs have been shot by police. No. Let me just, re again, say not all police are bad. Not all police shoot dogs. I grant you that. But there's still some that are being shot. And on sometimes on no reason whatsoever. Not even common sense have come into the fact of why this dog was shot. There is no answers. They're also not made to give answers on some occasions. Luckily, with the Asu show and groups that are on Facebook, like K9, um, I've forgotten their name, and, um, oh dear, I'm going to get so in trouble again for this, um, for the K9 partners of Monroe County, that's a group that's on Facebook, and also with Kristen Hoffman, who also does a lot of work, and have been to do with this, you know, we're actually getting somewhere. But then you've got the innocent people that are killed by the police. You've got, you know, where these police are just doing things also like um, cr other criminal offences. Now, what I want to know is who is actually in control of the police? Why is extra training not done? Why are these police still getting away with it? There are so many figures of compensation that is going to families of what the police have done. Okay, oh yeah, you say, well, we can't raise you anything about it, can we? Well, no, we'll, we'll sit there and take it. But it's all right, because every single one of you are going to be paying for it very, very soon when the tax man comes along and he wants to take, they want to take money off you because they've got to pay for it. You may well say, well, you know, it's nothing to do with us. Granted, ignore it. Shut it off. Don't share the links. But at the end of the day, every time that one of those policemen do it, you eventually are going to pay for it. It's time for us to change it. Who is indeed in trouble for this? The governments. Why? Because they are not making sure that these police are put into um, extra training, they are not sent with a decent sentence to prison. This, this uniform did not give them the right to do what they want. It, it literally gave them a help to us. They're supposed to be there to help us. I've heard people say that they do not want to even ring them 
if they had an emergency because they're scared of what they may do. Are you kidding? So with that, I was looking today, and I was reading, um, let me just give them a bit of a thing. Yes, it's www.theblaze.com, and one of their stories that they've shared is gaining momentum. Now, 44 gun companies have stopped selling to law enforcement in anti-Second Amendment states. The list of companies that have stopped selling firearms and ammunition to law enforcement agencies in states that are restricting the Second Amendment has more than doubled since Wednesday and is more than five times larger than just one week ago. There are 44 companies on our list with more being added as we receive new notification. Here are the additions since Wednesday. And there is a list of all these different companies. So, at, you know, at the end of the day, even companies are saying they will not supply our police and our people that are supposed to be looking after us because they disagree. So it says, here is a sample of statements that some of the recent additions to the list, as well as the positions of companies that have reached out to the Blaze directly to declare their policy shift. Steve Aldman of Citizens Arms shared the following from his company statement made the day after the New York changed its laws. Due to legal, ethical, and moral concerns, Citizen Arms offers only those custom firearms that are legal for all lawful citizens of a given state to possess this. Regardless of law enforcement status, LE personnel living in states where citizens must have restrictive features will only receive like product support from citizens' arms. We're very appreciative of the sacrifices made by the law enforcement community, but we're even more appreciative of the right guaranteed to all law-abiding U.S. citizens by the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Our well-regulated military it needed necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What are your thoughts? Do you think it is time that we did start to open our eyes up to exactly what is going on in the world? I've actually must say that I haven't looked, because obviously the radio is mainly in, in the U.S., so I've mainly looked at the U.S. gun thing, but I've actually found today that we have got a couple of groups that are going about against our police, even in the U.K. So I will be looking into that this next week. Um, obviously, I've been trying to share the show and all the different links today, but it's just absolute ridiculous. So, again, that's another thing that our governments have actually done. What do we have to actually do to make a difference? The government is over so many things. I, I look at, um, like, the children that have been hit by their parents in Iran and all, all different places. And what are the governments doing for that? You can't tell me that that can be allowed. That can't be religious. That can't be uh, for any other reason than wrongdoings. Boodog, Tom, the absolute right. Key to this is accountability. Where is it? Besides us, who has to be accountable? 
Do you know what, Boodog? It, uh, Tom, I just want to say to you, you're absolutely right. But then who is going to make them accountable? Who's actually going to stand up to them and make them be accountable? Nobody's even standing up against them at the minute. Until we all start to make a difference and start to make the changes that are necessary to be able to tell our governments, you're not doing what we paid you for. You're not actually doing and looking after us as good as you should be. We all know that they are going against everything, what we're doing and what we're about. And there is so many things that I want to share tonight, loads of different links, and I'm trying to keep up with it all. Unfortunately, Kathy's not on the show tonight, so it's, it's very difficult because I'm trying to juggle about six things. Um, but, for instance, let me just talk about, there was one lady that was shot by Miami police. They, they shot a protester, and then there was an actual video where she was laughed about. Actually laughed about. And these are the people that we have put in uniform, that are in uniform, that are training, supposedly. Is that actually allowed? Should we just be taking that? And then I've read people say, oh, well, she's just making a big deal out of it. doesn't matter if she makes a big deal out of it or not. It's wrong. So then, let me point something else out to you. I found out today on examiner.com, internet freedom, okay? Let me just get this link up so I can read this to you. President Obama, activists are America's enemies, anonymous responds. President Obama, hold on a minute, my link's just disappeared, hold on one second. President Obama's recent signings of cybersecurity executive order seems to be a response to Anonymous, not China. Last Tuesday, President Obama signed a new executive order seeking to give the executive branch more power over curbing cybersecurity threats, calling it a move to protect against animal start again, against America's enemies. So does that mean it won't be long and they'll be shutting up the Asu show because they're not allowed to speak out? Shows like myself, pages like, you know, Anonymous, um, Cop Block, and ourselves on Hey Mr. Government Globally, are we all going to be stopped? Do they see us, us as a threat? Although many news outlets are running with stories claiming the new plan was a response to hacking from China, it would appear, at least, that it was also a response to recent hacks to government websites by hacktivist group Anonymous. At the time of this publication, two government sites, ussc.gov, and one called miep.uscourts.gov are met with 502 bad gateway errors and cannot be accessed. Anonymous also successfully hacked the Federal Reserve website. The hacks are part of a cooperation last resort, a response to the death of Internet freedom. Activist Aaron Swartz and a demand for judicial reform Swartz family and friends believe his suicide came as a result of legal pressure that did not fit his crime of downloading academic articles he had legal access to. It appears Anonymous has not been faced by Press Obama's new cyber security executive order. Shortly after signing, Anonymous successfully hacked Goldman Sachs, that's S-A-C-H-S, leaking sensitive information such as names, addresses, addresses, and bank account information. Then again last week, the State Department's website was successfully taken offline in a tweet. 
Anonymous asserted the attack was part of the ongoing operation last resort. The President is urging Congress to take legislative steps to put restrictions on the Internet, something Aaron Swartz was a champion at preventing. His organization demand progress significantly aided in stopping last year's SOPA, PIPA, and CISPA bills many felt would spell the end to online privacy and Internet freedom. It seems that Anonymous is continuing the fight through the operation dedicated to him. What are your thoughts? Do you actually think that it's because they're being hacked, or do you think it's them putting up the pace because they're actually starting to see people are coming together? Do you actually think the government at the moment are even frightened? Do you think that, you know, shows like myself and, and also like the different pages that are on Facebook, do you actually think that they are even getting a little bit rattled yet? Let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear them. Please call in 347 327 9694. That's 347 327 9694. Um, let me know your thoughts. Let me know exactly what you're thinking. Have you got stories that you want to bring to my attention? Is there other things you want people to know about? Of course, there's going to be things that we can't keep up with um, on Hamas government. And obviously, we're always needing new um, admins, so by all means, let us know about this. Okay? Anything you want to share, anything you want to bring forward, by all means. Um... Right, here's another link I want you to all have a look at. I've got so much to go through, I'm trying to keep up with all this, so you'll just have to bear with me if it's a bit up and down about things today, but we're trying to get through all of this, okay? Um, right, Obama admin is preparing to take out conservative Americans. And this is on westernjournalism.com. Um, Military veterans consistently poll as identifying themselves as conservative, which in Obama's world equates into right-wing extremists. In fact, the left has jumped everyone into this category who doesn't swallow Obama's big government crisis management mode of government, which tends to mean nullifying the Constitution or spurning Congress. But when Obama's big government plans start calling for universal background checks and bans on assault weapons, those who are students of history know what is next. Total, total arisenism, hopefully I've said that right, and the despots need an enemy. Hitler had the Jews and Obama has conservatives. Some will cry about the theory and up until perhaps a year ago I would have joined in handing out tinfoil hats. But just this week the Obama administration sent out a slip a slew of letters to disabled veterans telling them to turn in their guns. The Department of Homeland Security produced a 10-minute video on how to recognize domestic terrorists. Did any of these domestic terrorists hail from the Middle East or North Africa, as one would normally expect given their track record? Or were they likened to the domestic terrorists par excellence, the Ford Hood shooter, Nidal Hassan, 
oh, wait a minute, that was workplace violence, according to Obama administration. So what did these potential domestic terrorists look like in the DHS training video? All middle class, all white, must have been just a coincidence. How exactly did the DHS come to the conclusion that white middle-class American citizens were the enemy, while the government did what the government does best, commission a study? A little-known sub-department with the DHS called the National Consortium for the Study of Terrorism and Responses to Terrorism, START for short, published hotspots of terrorism and other crimes in the United States. Who should we be worried about per start? those who are reverent in of individual liberty, those who are suspicious of centralized federal authority, those who believe there is a grave threat to national sovereignty or personal liberty. Kind of sounds like those who identify themselves as part of the Tea Party movement. This is no joke, America. Barack Obama and his minions are coming after conservative American with vengeance so again we have got him doing so many things and obviously I put that link into the chat room what are your thoughts please call in 347-327-9694 let me know your thoughts you can even email asusshow at gmail.com um, sorry I've gone off the link again um, there's so many different things. Um, today, I also read about the UK, okay? It's been stripped of AAA credit rating, okay? And it says the UK has lost its triple A credit rating for the first time ever after ratings agency Moody's decided on a downgrade. Demoting Britain by one notch down to AA1, Moody's blamed weak prospects for economic growth and high and rising debt burden. The move is a blow to the policy of UK Chancellor George Osborne, who vowed to defend the AAA rating during his last election in 2010. Slow recovery from the global financial crisis is being blamed on the target of slashing the budget deficit through by 2013, but the Chancellor will remain steadfast in his approach despite the downgrade. They say that they think this is a stark reminder of the debt problems that Britain faces and the clearest possible warning to anyone who thinks we can run away from dealing with those problems, said Osborne. Moody says Britain's outlook is now stable, making any changes to the rating in the next year also very unlikely. France and the United States have also lost their AAA rating from at least one ratings agency. So if it's all starting to go downhill and we're getting stripped of credit ratings, etc., where is it all going to lead? I, I must admit, I'm not up with all of this, and it does take a lot of keeping up with, doesn't it? But I still question of what is next. You know, I, I looked, I did actually post today, where is the great gone from Britain? There's nothing great about it at the moment, not with our governments the way there are. There's so many changes that they're doing that we don't even realize. 
But how are they able to do these changes without us even realising when we're supposed to be the ones that they're supposed to be protecting? Again, why aren't we doing anything about these things? So many different things going wrong. So many people still not standing up for what we believe. Uh, the Hey Mr. Government Globally page is far, far, far too quiet for my liking. It should have thousands on it by now, sharing all of these posts. If you're not already on Hey Mr. Government Globally, please join it today, because at the end of the day, we do need to be getting this out there. Now, I am going to be getting, um, literally, a little bit of a tune on. Um, this is one of the songs that our good friend Terry did love. Um, we've actually got two for him tonight, and I know, and I'm sure I'm be right. I'm sure Terry's sneaking, sneaking through all of those government offices as we speak. And I would like to send my deepest, deepest sorrow for the family. And uh, so here is one of the songs for Terry. nyheten att det svenska succébandet Swedish House Mafia lägger ner medlemmarna som arbetat tillsammans sedan 2005 Now the memories on the wall I hear the songs From the places where I was born Upon a hill across the blue
of you know somebody who has had to deal with ADHD, um, you know, any childhood issues, you know, that we've had to suffer with? How many people have said, we didn't have that in our day? It was just naughty children when we were that age, and you've got a clip around the ear. I can sort of go with that because I can totally understand that. Yep, I got the clip around the ear. My dad wouldn't have given me ADHD. No, he would have given me BED. Yep, sent straight up them wooden hills, and you wouldn't have had a chance to think about it, never mind trying to tell him what's wrong with you. But then I was quite worried today by the fact of this. Pesticides may increase risk of ADHD in children. If you have any lingering doubts, here's yet another good reason to opt for organic fruits and vegetables when shopping for your family. A team of scientists from the University of Montreal and Harvard University have discovered that exposure to, now I'm going to try and spell this, never mind say it, organophosphate pesticides, so that's spelled O-R-G-A-N-O-P-H-O-S-P-H-A-T-E, pesticides is associated with increased risk of attention deficit John, I can't speak properly, can I? Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, in children. Published in the journal Pediatrics, the study measured pesticide levels in the urine of 1,139 children from the general U.S. population. Results indicated a connection between exposure to pesticides and the present symptoms of ADHD. The authors concluded that exposure to all organophosphate pesticides at levels common among U.S. children may contribute to a, a diagnosis of ADHD. Another study published in Environmental Health Perspectives found that the children of pregnant women exposed to the pesticides also had an increased risk of developing ADHD. Pesticides are a group of approximately 40 closely related pesticides that affect functioning of the nervous system. Their insectical action works by interfering with an enzyme in the insect, resulting in the accumulation of neurotransmitter in nerve endings. This results in excessive transmission of nerve impulses, which kills the bug. So... Once it says um, toxic to mammals and dis- dissipate very slowly once introduced to the body. The symptoms of the poisoning start with extreme ex- 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 excitability and shaking and move on to convulsions, paralysis, and death. Sarin is one of the nerve gases developed by the Nazis during the World War to using organ no phosphates. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agencies estimates that approximately 60 million pounds of, it's going to kill me this word tonight, organophosphates are applied to approximately 60 million acres of crops in the United States in a year. The pesticides have also been been implicated in Parkinson's disease and thyroid disruption. What are your thoughts on that? It's a this study, however, found that exposing developing children to the pesticides might affect their neural symptoms, 
systems and could contribute to ADHD behaviors such as inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. To avoid pesticides in your fruits and vegetables, buy organic as much as possible and wash all fruit and vegetables and use a vegetable scrub brush. So, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a literally awakening of quite a lot of things, isn't it? I think it's time that we started to realize that a lot of what we're eating and a lot of what we're drinking and what we're doing to our world is going to come back to us. Do you know what I mean? So we need to start looking at exactly what is put on and how exactly it's going on. You know, what is actually bringing it all together? How can we stop this? How, how has this all changed? Now, I've just got to go to the phone lines and recognize that number. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hello, Miss Sue. How are you? Uh, all right. Thank you, Howard. How are you doing? I'm okay. I wanted to just, you know, say a couple of things to Terry. Rest in peace. He was a fine gentleman. And um wanted to thank everyone for their prayers for Leslie. Uh, it's really made a big difference. And actually, I have ADHD. You have what, Zoe? I have ADHD. Right. And and did you have that from a young child, Howard? Yes. I my mother said I was I was always <clears throat> very hyper. Um I didn't find out till I was and I don't discuss it very often. Um prob I didn't find out till probably my I'm fifty seven, maybe my late thirties, early forties, and I was I was you know, now that I look back I was always hyper. My parents, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy, and I'm, I'm one of the best salesmen in my company, so that, that for me helps me. But now that I look back, you know, my parents would go to school, but every time it was the same thing. He doesn't concentrate. His mind wanders. And my mother said I would stop my homework on one end of the table and finish it on the other end. I lose, I, to this day, I lose things. Um, at work, I'm very focused because I go from customer to customer. And same on Facebook. That's why it, I don't have to stay in one place, but I, I, um, you know, I've taken IQ test. My IQ is way over normal. I cannot sit down and read a book. I cannot sit down and read a book. Even if it was, no joking, even if it's about Patrick, I can't, I just can't concentrate. My mind um, gets like scrambled eggs. It just goes all over the place. I lose things every day, and it, it gets frustrating, but, um, you know, I, I think you get what you get. And I think you have to make the best of it. So in some ways, it's helped me, actually. You know, at work, at work, it's helped me because I can go from one customer to another. I don't have to sit in one place. So yeah. I, think, I think that's yeah. one of the reasons I become a good salesman. Um, you know, we ate pretty good as kids. You know, back then, I'm 57, so I don't know. You know, we ate a lot of red meat. And who knows, you know, there was, wasn't as many, you know, you didn't have as many regulations um, my mother said they put me on Ritalin, and I went crazy. And um, but you know, looking back, I, I my mind's always going crazy. Um, I I I I recognize that I interrupt people a lot because I you know I want to speak so quickly. So I think that's yeah. part of it. But you know, at this point, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go on any medication because the doctor said it would change my personality, and I have to stay crazy, Howard. So I'm certainly not going to. Uh, you know, change you know, change it. But my concern is because I, I think also, from what I've heard, I've done some research on it, and I think a lot of doctors misdiagnose it. I really do. 
I think, you yeah. know, keep pumping hyper, oh, we've got ADHD. And that's, yeah. you know, that, that's not, I take. I have taken, I did some studies, and I, the doctor gave me a sheet of some tests, and I'm, I'm just a classic, you know, case. And, and you know me pretty well, sir, so you can see, you know, some of the classic symptoms there. But you know something? Yeah. I don't feel sorry for myself. I've done very well. Um, and it's interesting, too, because a lot of ADHD people can't keep a job, and tough in marriages. Now, me, I've been at my job 26 years and married to Leslie for 26 years. So there are some, you know, some cases where, you know, you can't say A, B, C, D. But looking back now, I think I was very bored in school. You know, I talk yeah. to people, you know, like yourself. I'm very knowledgeable on current events. Um, you know, I'm up on stuff and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And sometimes, like, you know, with Leslie being in the hospital, my mind sometimes goes crazy, but I've gotten a little better to, like, you know, just try to sit for a minute and just, you know, try to calm down. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, um, you know, I, I have customers, their kids have it, and some of them have gone on the uh, medicine. It's helped them. I had one customer, he was like a C student, and he just graduated college with honors. I guess some of the meds, um, they say, can help the kids focus more. See, that's my main thing is focusing. It's very hard for me to... You know, focus. If I like something, then, you know, it's easier. But as I said, I, I can't even read a book. It's very hard for me to read a book. I'll read short articles in the paper or, you know, whatever. But reading long articles, I just can't do it. Very, very yeah. hard. Now, I want to ask you, um, the medication with ADHD, you s said the name of it. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of the kids go on what they call Ritalin. That's the one. What yeah, you, you, your actual words were that you went crazy when you went on it. Did you stay on that for quite a while, or did you just go on it? It didn't didn't help you, so you come off. Yeah, well, I was a young How? kid. I think I was five or maybe I was seven years old. My mother said it was just not good. I think I got more hyper. I think I had a bad reaction, so she pulled me off. And um, you know, matter of fact, I went. I've never. I don't. I've never told you even. I did go. You know, I didn't get along with my dad, and he thought. It, you know, used to call me an idiot and stupid, and I went for uh, therapy. And this was in the 60s. They had no idea what it was. They just didn't know. Yeah. They just didn't know. And, you know, looking back now, um, you know, when I really found out I had it, I was like, wow, I'm not stupid. And, yeah. you, know, you know, looking back now, everything makes sense. So, you know, something, you get what you get, and you do the best of it. You know, someone said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, why are you sorry? I don't have anything to be sorry for. That's, you know, but, but I do, I have read, like, you know, like you said, a lot of the meats, and I do believe that probably has something to do with it. Has to. Has to. Yeah. See, the thing is, though, Howard, I mean, was there a lot of children in your, around your age that had it, or was it a selective few that had it? Because nowadays, there seems to be loads more children with it. And, and obviously, we're wondering, is it chemically? Is it because of the food that we're eating? Is it the e-numbers that they're putting into our food? What, what, are you, you know, what was it like back? I'm, I'm not making you old, Howard, but what was it like back in your day? <laughs> well, you know, most of, most of my friends were very, um, were very book smarts. You know, obviously, I now, now looking back, I think I was bored. Back then, of my friends, I think I was, you know, I think I was one of the few you know, that I know in my circle. But but, but I, I, I do think it's, you know, I, I do think it's a number of circumstances, that, you know, a number of issues. I don't think you could, you know, I mean, my mother, I think when she was pregnant, I believe she smoked, and I think she did drink. You know, back then they didn't know. In the 50s, they didn't know. So 
So, yeah. you know, maybe 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 that had something to do with it, but um, you know, I've learned to live with it. I just, you know, I just I am who I am and I accept it, but 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 to your point, I and you know, I do think I I also think I do think as I said, I think it's being misdiagnosed. And like everything, so I think with the internet and 24/7 news, I just think you know people are more aware of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But do you also think, though, Howard, that maybe people are using it as an excuse? Because yes, let's face absolutely. it. I mean, I could very simply say that my kids have got ADHD. That's why they're winding each other up. That's why they're fighting. They don't want to go to school. Maybe some days. Do you think sometimes it's just an easy solution to say my kids are being naughty? Yes. Unequivocally, I've had this discussion with my mom. I 120% agree, yes. I think a lot of people use it for excuses, 100%. You know, kids are kids. I mean, kids but, are kids. But, Come on. Exactly. But the thing is, let's, let's just go a little bit on from this. We've got the ADHD, and, and of course, children are, let's just say, I'm going to say it, are a little bit probably more naughty now than they were. But then I ask the question, why? Well, because the government have actually took our rights office as parents to be able to put them in line. Now, that doesn't you mean know, before everybody jumps on the bandwagon. I don't mean that we should fresh our children and we should do this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? But they yeah. took the respect and the rights off us as parents. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When I yeah, even had my you. kids say to me, oh, well, I'm going to ring Childline. Well, me being yeah. me, as Ask Sue, I just say, here, here's the number, I'll dial it for you and pass yeah, them the yeah. phone, we, do you know what I mean, if that's yeah, what you I really mean, want, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we, but, yeah but I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we th- never They just know that they can control us. Correct. I mean, we never thought about calling the police. Oh, my, I remember one night I was, I was, I was real, I, I remember my dad was out of work for a long time, and I think we had macaroni and cheese like seven nights in a row, and the seventh night I complained. And my dad said to me, you get your ass upstairs, you're not eating. Well, a kid today would call, you know, the police and say, my dad will feed me. Child services will be to the house. It's true. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and that's a true story, what I'm telling you. So, I, so yes, I agree with you on that. But kids are going to be kids. But I'll give you an example. One of the nurses here just said yesterday or today, I don't remember, I said, where do you get all your energy from? You know, I wake up this way, Sue. I wake up hyper. I wake up hyper. Even if I don't sleep, I wake up hyper. And it's just something. Yeah. It's, it's. I can't describe it. It's just a. It's just me. It's just. You know, and 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 in a lot of ways, it's helped me in life. It certainly has helped yeah. me at work. So I think anyone, and they do consider ADHD a disability. And just you know, not to go off the subject, but I think anyone with a disability, you know, there's a lot of people on the pity pot. You could make. You could. You could make it to your advantage. You know. Yep. I mean, you could. And they the do, Howard. Believe me, they do. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I it, you know, like on Facebook, I can roam all over the place, like certain people we know. <laughs> but, uh, Me? Like I don't even, you know, I even, you know, I don't have to focus. I'll give you an example, and you know, I I tried to sit down and read Jeff's book, you know, One Hour with Patrick, and I was telling yeah. him I couldn't, I, I got through about the third page, and you know how I fascinated, I I just couldn't even, I couldn't get through it, I couldn't get through it. So someone said, well, try small paragraphs, and then I just, you know, I just lost the interest. But, you know, if it's, if it's not quick for me, then I'm not interested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very, yeah. With this, Howard, now, with ADHD, how much does it affect? Now, obviously, with you, you've, you've how can I put this, grown up with it, so you're used to it. 
But mm-hmm. what impact does it actually have on you? Is it literally just to what you can concentrate on, or is it how far does it actually go with you? Well, now, um, well, I, you know, as I said to you, I interrupt people a lot. I try to become more aware of it, as you know. And, um, I mean, I, you know, as I said, I've learned to live with it. But looking back now, um, you know, looking back now, I wish they would have known because I have to admit, you know, and sometimes I do get very angry because I think I could have done much better in school. You know, all my friends were very smart, and here I was, you know, barely graduated. They basically pushed me through high school. I probably shouldn't have even graduate, and I know I'm very intelligent. You know, you give me a subject that I'm aware of, I'll, I'll, I'll be as smart as anyone. So I think it's, I don't know, sometimes I sometimes I still do get frustrated when I think about it, but, you know, the past is the past, and you got to let go. But on the good side is, I do, I do think that the kids that legitimately have it, I do think there's more there's more information. I'm not talking about the drugs. I, I, I think there's people who, you know, who they can go to to talk about. I went to, I went to a psychiatrist, basically, they told my parents I can't help him. He's stupid. So, you know, that's great. So, uh, you know, I might have, and it was hard for my, more, it was hard for my dad to accept, you know, because here I was getting F's, you know, and as I said to you at the beginning, every, every school visit was the same. He doesn't concentrate and his mind wanders just all over the place. So yeah. a lot of people, have, a lot of people have told me that actually people would some, I guess they said Einstein had ADHD or ADD. Um, right. Some very, some very brilliant people have it, and a lot of people have told me that we're, more, you know, in some ways we're more intelligent because our mind is just like, you know, all over the place, and and we can take in more. So I, you know, I don't know, I don't know. It's a very, it's a very interesting topic. Definitely a very interesting topic. Definitely, definitely. Well, let me just say, Howard, for having ADHD. What a lovely man you are. You have done so much good for so many people, especially with your Go Green and Go Blue events. And, of course, being host of the, uh, co-host of the Ask Sue Show. I mean, what more can I say? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I get, to, you know, I get to co-host every Tuesday with the Queen, so, you know. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. One tries her best. One tries her best. <laughs> As a kid, we did eat a lot of red meat. We had red meat like every night, and you know who you know you know who knows what they were treating the stuff with back then. So you yeah. know, I don't know. No, I, I think, and I also think as much as they know, that's how little they know too. Yeah. You know, I know. You know, and I and I think I think the um, you know, I know people just with ADD, and I think the hyper part does make it a little a little um, a little more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes I, sometimes I wonder where I got my energy from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just going to say that we've got um, in the chat some. Um, Max has just put, "Should never call anyone stupid. It's so damaging." Yeah. It, absolutely yeah. right. And even having a mobile phone near your ear on a call affects the brain for two hours after. Not good. Not good in kids. Radiation. Well, in that case, I must be a total something then. <laughs> well, in that case, most of the world's brain dead, so I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, I, you know, mm. I, I, I've, heard, I've heard stories about the cell phone stuff. But, you know, as I said, and, and I will tell you for anyone listening that, you know, you know, really has it, the day I found out, so it was like a relief. I was like, wow, I'm not stupid. You know, yeah. it's, just, it, it's just something that you want. And, you know, you know, like back... My mom and I were talking back in the uh, 
back when I was growing up, and I hate the word, but I will say it, but a lot of the kids that were retarded, so back then probably now, you know, would be, say they have autism and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think as far as yeah. that goes, a lot, you know, a lot has changed. I mean, I, you know, I know a couple of kids that are autistic, and they're brilliant. I have a customer, the kids are one of these savants, and he can, he can read a book, Sue, and he can tell you every word that's in it. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yep, just exactly. But, yep, exactly. But, you know, but back to your point, it's interesting with the kids what you said, because kids are kids, but, you know, that's a whole other show you can do with the government with, you know, I mean, you can't, I guess I'm not a parent, but in certain ways you can't be a parent anymore. It's terrible. No, exactly. Exactly. You know, just, Sometimes you've just got to leave them and let them get on with it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like... I see parents in the the supermarkets nowadays, and they're struggling like mad with them. But you, if you say to them they can't have this, they can't have that, and they can't have the other, then you end up with more of a tantrum and other things happening. And it's just it, the respect has definitely just gone. Yeah. Well, I remember one time I, when I was young, my, my best friend's parents bought him these expensive sneakers. So my mom came home. She bought me the same ones. And my dad, and, and now that I look back, I praise him for this. And he told my mom, return them. So I want and my friend has him. You know what he said to me, Sue? Pack your bags. You can move in with your friend. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. But when you do that today, it's like, oh, my God. And, the, you know, the problem is the police will come out. Social services will come out. Yep. I, I've you know, got to, you know, you know, when a story just comes into mind of old, I've just got to tell everybody this. This is a bit of a chuckle for, hey, Mr. Government Show, but what the heck. You know what it's like. Um, when, when, when we were younger, we used to have these phones. And used to have one in my bedroom, and then with the wire would go round and go round to my brother. Two brothers were in, in the next bedroom. Anyway, I could hear my dad creeping up the stairs, but I could also hear my brother bouncing on the bed. <laughs> and I tried to knock on the, the on the wall and everything. I was trying to tell them. Anyway, I heard the door go with the bedroom door, and the next minute I could hear my my brother have a smack backside for it. Do you know what I mean? And everything else. <laughs> Anyway, five minutes went, and my dad went downstairs, so I snuck in there, and I said, Hey, Dave, Mal, are you all right? What what on earth happened? I did try to tell you. And David said, It was all right. We we were bouncing on the bed. He said, But the trouble was, I was in me- mid-air, and I pissed myself. <laughs> that is pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Let me ask you a question, since then I'm... Not being sarcastic, because the thing, you know, the, the thing that you are known for, so it was two sides for every. Is what? Yep. What if the kid is being abused? I mean, shouldn't so so how how does social services or the police really know? Right? Isn't that the point? Right. Well, I can actually give you a little bit of this. Right. I actually had because you've got some horrible people in the world that just try to cause hurt for nice people, shall we say, understatement of the year, because I've had my fair share of horrible people, let's just say, and I actually had somebody report me to social services over my kids. Now, I invited them in, they came into the house, and they spoke to all my kids, and I can always remember in particular, they checked all the house, they checked the bedrooms, and everything made sure, you know, spoke to the kids. And they spoke to Jamie, and their words were, oh, Jamie, what do you love about your mum? And Jamie said, well, I love my mum. She's the best mum in the whole wide world. And then he, she, she looked at Jamie, and she said, okay, and what do you hate about your mum? 
Mm-hmm. And I sat there for a minute, and I thought, I can feel myself's going to punch her in a minute. And I sat there and looked, and he, he said to her, he said, I hate it when my mum smacks me. Anyway, I looked at her, and I thought, okay, there's two ways of going about this. My kids are telling the truth. And I, I will say it on air right now, and I don't care if I'm locked up for this. If my children are naughty to an extent that I feel that they need to be punished, I would give them a smack on the bottom. Absolutely. Now, when I say a smack on the bottom, I didn't say that I would thrash them to death and, and I wouldn't give them monkeys. No. I mean that I would smack their bottom so that they knew that they had done wrong. And also, I will tell you now that I got smacked by my dad. I have never touched drugs. I've never been in trouble with the police. I now don't drink. I did drink, but but not very often, but I had a drink. And at the end of the day, I'd quite like to say that I'm quite well respected. But I got a smack with my dad. I have never hurt old women. I've never been in trouble or anything like that. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but what I'm saying is my kids will never be the sort that are criminals or stuff like that. And it doesn't matter what age they are, if I feel that they're stepping out of line and they are going to cause themselves trouble or harm or whatever, then I will step in because I am their mother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, okay. for those that yeah. say you shouldn't smack your kids, I'm not saying that I smack my kids all the time. I don't. It's very, very, very rare. But where, if they step out of the line, then at the end of the day, I put them back in. Mm-hmm. Now let me just say to let me just say to everybody that my kids are animal lovers. They are good and they're not perfect children. They argue like you've never heard what. They hate each other but love each other, you know, them sort of children. And also I say that they've made, they've made groups about um, animals that have been abused. They will try and help people as best as they can. My kids will open doors for people and everything. Again, I'm not saying they're perfect. But I am trying to bring them up the best way that I can. And let me say, everybody, the world that we live in, they need to have those lines. They need to have those boundaries. Otherwise, look at what we've got on the streets right now. Correct. Correct. And I I actually said to social services that at the end of the day, if they want to chuck me in prison because of the fact that I give my children a child a smacked bottom, then put me in jail. I will get my kids to look at my friends to look after my kids, and when I come back out, if they've been naughty or they've stepped out of line or took the piss, if you like, out of my friends, then I will smack their backside when I return. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so I guess, I guess there's a very fine line, Sue, because if a kid, definitely, you know, if, the, if the, you know, if a kid does call the police and say that his parents are abusing him. I mean, I guess, I mean, I mean, if it's really true and they don't go out, and then what happens, correct? Yep. So, so I, agree to the, I agree to the fact that people should have checks if they are called, obviously, if the social service is called, I do believe that they should go to every call. Mm-hmm. Okay? But then you've okay. also got the stages of when of when you literally have heard of stories where social services have gone and they've said, oh, no, the, them kids are okay, and they're not. They've not even looked at them. They've got burns on them. They've been hit, and they've yep. got bruises and all sorts. Yeah. So 
at the end of the day, I've got nothing to hide, so I haven't got a problem with them coming to mind. It, it feels a bit disgraceful because I feel like a little bit like, how dare they check on me? I'm a mum to my kids. But on the other side of that coin, I also see that they've got a job to do. Yeah, exactly. Do exactly. you know what I mean? So, yeah, so, you know, so it's a very fine line. I do agree it has, um, I think, with all the social media and all this stuff, you know, kids will just pick up 911. I mean, we never, ever, ever thought about doing it. Even me, I, I was pretty crazy. I got, you know, I got in trouble. I did my stuff. You know, I did drugs and drank, and I never got arrested, but I think that was part of the rebellion. But I, but I, but I, but I do blame, um, you know, a lot of the media for it and stuff like that. The kids. The problem is, you know, like in a certain way, parents can't be parents. I also think a lot of the problem is, I mean, I know when I came home every day from school, my mother was there. You know, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of the parents both working. Kids, what do they call them? Latchkey, latchkey kids. You know, they come home when there's no one there, and then you yeah. know that's, that's that's certainly not a good thing. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. certainly not a good thing. And but I will tell you, you know, and I don't discuss this too often, so as my dad put it down, my mom always told me, from I can remember, as a matter of fact, we were talking about it last month. She said, son, when you find something you like, you're going to be the best at it. And she was right. Yeah. She was right. Yeah. I think, her having, I think her having faith in me probably is what kept me going. But, you yep. know, to anyone here that truly has it, just, you know, something, there's nothing wrong with you. You're probably smarter than a lot of people out there. And just, you know, it's like anything, Sue. Concentrate on what you're best at. Don't worry about yep. what you can There's a lot of things I can't do, but there's a lot of, you know, like anyone, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot you can do. So I think, I think with any, any kind of disability, concentrate on what works for you, not, not what's working for a friend or something like that. Yep, I agree. I agree. Totally. You know, and the thing I is, mean, even I can remember at school there was, you know, there was a lot of intelligent kids, and there was one girl um, who was a friend of ours, and she she couldn't spell very well. She put letters back to front and all sorts when she was younger. And do you know what? They always say that, that every person is good at something, and not everybody's good at everything. Okay? Correct. Nobody's good at everything. And she, you, do you know what? She was no good in the classrooms because she just didn't get it. She was bored. She it was probably a bit like what you were saying, really. But do you know what? Put her in a swimming pool, and she put everybody to shame. She could mm -hmm. swim like I've never seen anything before. Yep, yep, yep. Do you mean? Yeah. So everybody's yep. got something, you know what I mean? It, 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 not everybody's got something wrong with them. Not everybody's good at everything. Correct, correct. But, but it's a good point you brought up. I was pretty... You know, looking back now, I was probably bored. I was probably bored in school because my mind was yep. just on, you know, so many topics that I just, and then I just, I guess, I guess I lost interest. You know, I was a yep. bad speller. You know, I was a bad speller. But, you know, something that turned out good and, um, you know, any kind, you know, the bottom line is any kind of disability is nothing to be embarrassed with. If you're born that way, and it's certainly not your fault, but, but you can take the responsibility to change things, and that's what I chose to do. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you, have, you know, you have you know, you have to also take responsibility and that's and if you don't do that, then you know something then I don't feel sorry for you. But if you make the effort and you try and you and, you know, try to just do what you can do, then it's a good thing. And you know, I now that I look back, it sounds crazy. In a way I'm glad I have it because I think it's made me a better person. I think I I think I look now and I, I you know, I and I strive more at work, 
you know, you know, with helping the animals, stuff like that. So I, so I think you can turn a positive into anything, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, so how is Leslie? Very quickly, Howard, before we carry on with the show, how is she doing? Well, she's um, she's in a lot of pain. They just um, sat her up in a chair, but um, she's in a lot of pain. She's in a lot. They they have her. They they pretty much figured out the pain medication. Nurses have been wonderful here, but it's it's going to be a slow recovery. You know, it's her second surgery since December 12th. But you know, thank God they it was um, surgery was not as expensive as they thought, which is a good thing. But she, you know, but she's got me here. I've been here around the clock. I was here the other day. I think I was here just about all day. You know, that's where that's where the hyper part comes in good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure you keep them nurses on their toes, too, don't you? Oh, no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I, told the nurse I'll, I told the nurse I'll trade her for some stuff. I, I said, I'll bring you a margarita. You give me some of those calming drugs, but didn't go over too good. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Kathy today? She's not on the show, Miss Kathy? She's not feeling 100%. I think there's something, she was saying something about maybe an abscess or something on a gum or something, so she's not feeling 100%, mm-hmm. and I've not even heard from her, and it's, not, and it's unheard of, me and her speaking, so um, I'm uh, sure I'll catch up with her later, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and um, I was going to tell you something else. Oh, I spoke to GSVS this morning, and Patrick's doing wonderful. He's, um, and, and when I talk, we don't talk anything about the trial or anything like that, but he's doing great, and uh, just happy. A happy little guy. So, um, and then the trial, will, and then she goes back on the 14th, I believe. So that's going to be. Uh, well, I figure by the time this is settled, Patrick will be 15 or 16, and he'll, and he'll be at the bridge at that point. So it won't really matter. It's just just unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll be doing more shows on that whole. Oh, we definitely will. I've actually just said earlier about Patrick, and I said, you know, it was horrendous that we were having to wait two years for some sort of um, law to be put upon all of this because it's just ridiculous. But also the fact it doesn't matter what happened besides and around it and whatever. She was, it was her dog. She was responsible. Her dog was in a state like that. And poor Patrick, well, let's face it, was skin and bone. And it should never have happened. Correct. Correct. But, you know, I was saying I was saying to my mom, Sue, you know, and I've said this many times, that good always comes out of bad. If it was not for Patrick, I wouldn't have known all of you, and I probably, I, and I probably wouldn't have gotten through this thing with Leslie so easily. So, yeah. you know, once again, I want to thank everyone. And, unfortunately, that little guy and many other animals have to go through the abuse. But I think in the long run, a lot of good, you know, a lot of good did come out of it. He was such a strong – his strength and his courage just rose above it. And uh, – and, and you know that also shows you back to the point of the human. You can you can be down, but you're not out. And Patrick certainly didn't give up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so no call in today. It's quiet today, huh? It is quiet today. Actually, they're too busy listening to me ranting. I think they're doing very well in the chat room. Bless them. <laughs> <laughs> no one, Definitely. No one else no one else with ADHD is going to call in. I'd love to hear someone else's story, how they how they deal with it. But um, Well, I, uh, I have actually said, Howard, I'm going to do a show one of these nights about it because I think there's a lot of children and a lot of parents that, you know, are struggling to deal with it. Uh, you know, have their kids, have their kids, have their kids or have their kids not got it. And I think somebody, even some of the doctors are a bit concerned because they don't know themselves. 
No, there was no, there's no, um, you know, there's, I don't think, I mean, there's, there's no definitive test for it. I do know that they'll, you know, I think I went online and there was, it was on, you know, it was on one of the medical journals, a bunch of questions, and I think I scored about a 99 out of 100. You know, there are certain definite, you know, definite symptoms of it, but, um, and, and, you know, I also think there's people, I think there's some people, as I said, embarrassed to talk about it, and, um, you know, I, I was talking to, you know, one of my customer's kids, and he has, and I was telling him, and, you know, it actually made him feel better to know that, you know, someone else has it, and he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. You know, there's nothing, yeah. um, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It certainly made, made me a crazy good person, so. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm saying nothing to that. <laughs> oh, watch it. You're going to get to I'll get you later on that. By the way, how are the kids <laughs> doing, too? How are the kids doing good? Yes, they're good. They've been off this week, so I haven't. I don't think. I think I've done quite well. I haven't got grey hair, so they'll be going back to school in a couple of days. So woohoo! So yeah, but you know, you know, something you may have your problems with them, Sue. But as as typical kids, but but I know in my heart, and I know your kids are little. I know they look up to you, and and that and that and that's a sign of a good parent when a kid looks up to their um, um, mom. You know, it is a good sign. I mean, look how involved they become with the animals, as you said. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. No, they're not bad kids. I love them all, bless them. I've actually got Emma messaging me at the ta- at the moment to ask me what time I'm picking her up. And I'm also looking at what time it is. It's quarter past 11 at night, and she's stopping at her mates, and she's still up. Oh, boy. Naughty girl. Naughty, naughty. Oh, yes. Uh-oh. They drop themselves in it all the time. <laughs> and I so, did, uh... Anyway, Howard... I shall let you go back and get sorted. And thank you very yes. much for um, joining us on the show tonight. You're going to mess thank my days up no me. end. So I will speak to you, obviously, on the Tuesday show, but I'll speak to you before. And, yes, once again, I do want to thank everyone for their prayers and support for Leslie. It really means a lot to me, and especially you, my friend. You're a very special friend. And uh, just to let everybody know, if you don't know about the healing group yet, I'll put the link into the show in a moment. It's Philippa McKee's group. She does healing every night at 10 p.m. UK time, and literally, they literally join um, healing from all over the world. And just to let you know that I've put Leslie Howard into the group and uh, sending my healing thoughts for for you and for Leslie. Oh yeah, one other thing I did want to tell everyone here at the hospital: we've had therapy dogs. There's a lot of therapy dogs here, and I have to tell you, you know, they basically go visit the patients, but they're also quite an amazing thing for the caregiver too. It's very, um, it's it's a very relaxing uh, thing. It just makes you, you just forget everything for the moment. The little dog's there, so it's a very, it's a very healing thing, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just funny seeing your face smiling, your little head off, and you're holding the dog. So it does you good too. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, my friend. I'll talk to you before Tuesday, but we'll be back on Tuesday. Definitely. Thanks ever so much for calling in, Howard, and love to Leslie. Okay, honey, thank you. Bye-bye. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. And that, of course, was um, Howard Eipstein, um, who's Leslie, his wife, has uh, gone to, uh, is in the hospital at the moment, so we send her healing thoughts and hope she is better very, very soon. Now, let me just go back. Hopefully this, I'm just looking if this is actually saved. Um, where has it gone? Oh, here we go. So we've got another song in memory of Terry tonight. 
And this is a beautiful, beautiful song that was chosen by Sean McCoughlin, uh, Bill Ray and myself. Um, an absolute beautiful song to be able to remember our Terry by. And obviously what we all really, really do need to do, save the world.
Hi, and welcome back to the Ask Sue show. Of course, that was Save the World by Swedish House Mafia, and obviously in memory of Terry McCartney, who, of course, was, as Sean has actually put into the chat, he loved this tune, sad to see another light worker gone, and he's absolutely right. An absolute amazing guy, and uh, obviously, we've obviously... an excellent choice of radio stations to listen to. He listened to the Ask Sue show and, of course, um, shared the links that we put out there and also went to the Hey Mr. Government globally, of which he was an admin and a very good one, shared a lot of links, and he will be, of course, sadly missed there too. Love and deeper sympathy to his family and his friends, and uh, rest in peace, Terry. An absolute, um, how can I put it? Heartfelt show tonight, I think, is the word. It just, obviously going a little bit off track here, but it just goes to show how close we all get on Facebook with the different things that we do and the connections that we make through, you know, the government shows, the animal shows, the psychic shows and all of that, you know. And you don't realize how much we get to know people. I mean, I've, I've got Sean who's in the chat room. I've got Kathy, um, Ratty Bejibi, um, Andrew Phillips, and all of these different people. I'm sure I've missed somebody out, and I apologise if I have. Um, you know, I've met all the. I've never met any of these people, but made so many very, very good friends. Um, I mean, Max and and um, Kathy. I speak to most days. They know when I'm up and when I was down, and like Max has just said, even Terry was part of the family. With the Ask Sue family, it goes where it's literally, our family is all over the world. We, we may not have met, but I know when my, my friends and my family members, if you like, on Facebook are literally down. I know when they're, if they're not online, there's something wrong, or if they usually come on at a certain time. What is that not called? That is called a connection. Just imagine. Let's just sit back for a minute. Imagine if we could get that connection shared to the world. Let's just imagine that we could share that much love and that much kindness and that much consideration to everybody in the world. The trouble is, at the moment, we've got so many hindrances with that. We've got Facebook not being able to send certain friend requests. They ban you if you send so many messages. There's times when I will be honest, there is times when I have just know that maybe there might be six of my friends that have felt a bit down, so I send the same message to different ones, and then all of a sudden I'm spammed because I've literally sent the same message. Or maybe there's an animal that needs my help, and I've sent that same message to quite a few people, or to the same groups. I just think that it could be so different. And I think to that song uh, by the Wayseers, the Wayseers Manifesto, that song says it all. What a connection it would be if we could share all that love all over the world. But then I also think, okay, with that love that we're sharing, why not put a little bit more in that little envelope that you're sending? Let's put some love, a little bit of inspiration, 
a little bit of motivation, a little bit of truth, a little bit of letting people know that we can actually make such a massive, massive difference. I bring together again when I need to talk, obviously, about death, but how many of you never see all your family all year? How many of you don't see all of your family all year round until maybe Christmas? Or what's the other time? A funeral. But look at the one public funeral that got everybody together. It, of course, was Princess Diana. Look at how the world connected. Okay, let's, let's do a little bit of a check here. Who knows where they were when Princess Diana died? I know. I was fishing. Yeah, ask who was fishing. And my brother come and told me, and I was t told him to stop being stupid and don't be ridiculous, because I didn't believe it. And I can remember going home and watching the telly and crying. That's where I was. She was inspirational. She got people together. The pictures of her having children with AIDS sitting on her knee. I just think to myself, if I could just be 10%, or I could at least get a 10% a following of what she did, I would be one very happy woman. But the thing is, she spoke too much. She got the word out there too much. She got the love out there too much. She showed people that you can make a difference with love, a smile, a look of eyes. The way she looked into that camera sometimes, she sent goosebumps down any amazing person because that's who she was. She had to be wiped out because she was starting to get people together. She was actually showing people of what could actually be achieved. Look how many charities are actually out there today, what she joined as a president or whatever, you know, a member, and look what she did. She only had to put a name to it, and look at the difference she made. We all could do that. We all could do that. And like Max has said before I had chance to, we just need to let go of the ego and the fear. It is not a competition. It isn't a mat it doesn't matter if you've got twenty people in your group, two hundred people in your group, two thousand, twenty thousand, twenty million in your group. I'm not gonna mention no names, but there was a group today that I have seen that's got eighteen thousand people in it. Thirty six people are talking about it in that group. What a waste of people. I would love 18,000 people in my group. I would love to be able to share these links to 18,000 people. But really, we need to be making a difference. And I beg all of you to please, please share the show. This show has got to get out there to be able to make a difference. 
I want to stop sharing these pictures of these dogs being abused, these dogs being stripped alive of their fur. I want to share the pictures of these children, and I want to stop these children in Islam and all these different places that are be being beaten. I want to show these links of these women that are being buried up to their shoulders and stoned to death. And when I say stoned, I'm talking about a breeze block dropped on a woman's head. I want to share the links of these children that are being abused. I want to share the links of what these governments are really doing, what they're really not showing you, what they're really not trying to let you see, what they're trying to blindfold you all with. Did you know about the chemtrails? Did you know that there is actually things out there that you can take for cancer that is so cheap that you all could afford it? Did you know? What's wrong? Did the, did the government not tell you? Or did they not? I wonder why that was. Is it money, hatred, and also to keep us all in check, all in fear? Keep us all in control. I want you to all be like we would be when we were children. How many of you, if your mum said, please don't do this, did you do the absolute opposite? I, I agree. After talking with Howard, yep, I've got a smack for it. But do you know what? That's exactly what I want you to do with the government. If the government say you not to do something, or they are trying to stop you from doing something, trust me when I say to you, they are telling you to stop for a reason. They do not want you to do it because they are going to lose what they've got. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds going to these people that we call our governments that are ruining our world. Look around you right now. How many people are struggling this week to get enough food on their table? How many of you out there are literally struggling to be able to pay these bills? Have you noticed any bills actually coming down? When was the last time that you actually... Sorry, I've just got to read something. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Jennifer's just put in the chat room, I'll just speak, I haven't even read it properly. They spray those horrible chemtrails over my town all the time. My nephew asked me once, why is it always cloudy? I explained to him and he shook, just shook his head. Whereabouts are you in the world, Jennifer? Let us know. Um, exactly. Chemtrails. How many people know about it? How many people want to know about it? How many people are actually getting it out there? How many people are sharing the links to tell about that? How long will it be before the government stops our Sue show? Hey, Mr. Government. Cop block. Truth Beholds. And all of these other great pages that are sharing the awareness, how many people are going to keep taking it and taking it and taking it and taking it? I ask every single one of you to please join into Hey Mr. Government Globally on Facebook. I want you to look at the pages on there. 
all the different links. We, we put links of other pages that are awakening us as well. It, it's not just about our page. It's not an ego page. It is literally to get the awareness out there. We have got approximately 180 people on that page, 180 people alive and well and awake people, okay? And I want to say that, unfortunately, we've lost a very good admin, and we are looking for more admin. We need to get more links onto that page of what the governments are doing. At this moment in time, we've got uh, 38 people talking about it and 187 likes. It's not good enough. I can honestly say to you as well, and you will laugh at this, that even if we had 2,000 people on there and 2,000 people were talking about it, it still wouldn't be enough. We have got to make a difference. This is about change. This is about letting people know what is going on in the world. I have got four children. And let me ask you this. Where do you think we will be in the world in 20 years' time? When Mike and Lee's 37... When Jamie will be 34, what will Jamie be? Jamie will be 34, ja Emma will be 32, and Janet will be 30. What is the world going to be like for them? Will, will I still be here? Will any of us still be here? Will we, will we be so controlled that we don't even know what the hell is happening? Everybody needs to wake up. Today is going to be the day that we've got to make a change. And I want to say to Jennifer, um, welcome. I'm not, it's good to see that um, Jennifer is in Lebanon in Kentucky, and it's a small town. And she has just said that they spray those horrible chemicals over my town all the time. My nephew asked me once, why is it always cloudy? And she explained to him, and he just shook his head. It's easy to shake your head. It's easy to ignore, but there is going to be a time that all of us have to wake up. I just want to say the words that me and Kathy always say now, and that is, if you were in a house fire and I could see it burning, how many of you would want me to come in and maybe open the doors, shout, wake you up, get the fire brigade and get you out of that fire? Would you want me to save your children and your family too? Let me tell you right now, if you want to look at it a different way, your world is on fire and you need to be saved. And so do your family, your friends. So you need to be sharing the show, the, the pages, the links that we put out there, they all need to be shared for you to be able to share your fam help and save your family and your friends today. These things, some of them, I look at them, and, and it's like my saying always goes, we blame society, but every single one of us are the society. It's just so many things going on in the world, and it's just ridiculous. I want to just say to people, you know, look, look at all the stories that are going on around us, like Chris Dorner, for instance. That guy wanted to save people and show them what the police are doing behind the scenes. And unfortunately, don't think he got half of his, his story out there. 
but he made a difference. He made people awaken. He made people talk. He made people sit up and listen to what was going on. That was one guy on his own. When are all you guys going to stand up and make a difference and make it aware and make people awake and let them see what's going on? Susan, you're absolutely right. United, we can make a difference. You're absolutely right. Jennifer, I agree, he's 14 years old now, and I believe it is my duty as his aunt to wake him up to the real things that are going on, not the propaganda the U.S. government pushes on its citizens. Do you know what, in this, at this moment in time, I, I'm not sure how many people are listening tonight, and if you'd like to let me know that you've listened to the show tonight, please email asusshow at gmail.com and let me know what you thought of the show. But also, join Hey Mr. Government globally, too, on Facebook. And we'll put that link into the chat room in just a minute. But do you know what? Tonight, I've got five people in the chat room. I want to say to those five people, thank you very much for joining in the chat room. Thank you for looking at the links that I've shared. Thank you very much for making a difference. You people are awake. You are the wayseers. You are the people that can make the difference. And of all those people that say, we can never make the difference, that's because they can't see it. They haven't seen what we've seen yet. And for those people who don't think we can make a difference, you tell me how all of these different groups that have got so big and are getting bigger every single day if we're not making that change. I just say to everybody that it is time for change. I know I keep saying it over and over, but we have got to make a difference, and we have got to get it out there. And I know that there is times of change that people are starting to talk. I look at Amos to Government globally and are proud of what we're doing on there. I am proud because at the end of the day, if something happens to people and, and people start to say, well, why didn't you tell us? I did. I did this show every or nearly every single day of the week i tried to put it out there it's up to you if you want to share it but don't come back to me and say i wish we'd have done something sue look what's happened now it'll be too late today is the day for change and all of us all of us can do it it's just nice i love it right here bgb jen you ought to come on here more often, it's on most nights. <laughs> Thank you, Ratty Bejibi. She's absolutely a star, Ratty is. But these, you know, I see every day people sharing things, and it amazes me. You know, we we share them, but what can we do to actually make the difference? I want to know your thoughts today and tomorrow and the next day of what you think we can actually do. I'll tell you what I thought about doing. I would like to actually, once I, I was talking to um, Bill and a few others, and Bill suggested with us about the fact of why don't we do a petition and ask for the governments to actually have a lie test, a lie detection test. Now, before everybody says, I know that you're right, they wouldn't go on it. They wouldn't. But I want to just say to you, how many people would actually sign that petition? Everybody? Most people, I think, would sign it. And that's where we get people to connect. 
then I, uh, I then I would ask them why will they not do the lie detection test? Because of course they they wouldn't know the truth if it, they fell over it. But it also makes them them look stupid because at the end of the day, they should be able to swear on an oath because they are our government. They are the ones that are protecting our world. They're the ones that are going to be supposed to be protecting us. But already I've got people saying they would sign that as a petition. But why? Because none of us actually believe anything they say or do. I tell you what, I will sort it and I will do a petition and I would like anybody who can get me the links or the email addresses of every single government in the world and I will email every single one of them with that petition. And yet, Susan, you're absolutely right, they do. They work for us. But then I also ask the question, why are we doing so many petitions at the moment? Look at most of the petitions, even on websites that have been built because there's so many petitions out there. We've got all these petitions going to governments, and yet why? We are paying them to look after our world and our areas of where we live, yet we are, and they're getting very good money for this, yet we, general public, are advising them on what we need them to do. Funny that, because I thought they were supposed to be working for us. I thought they were supposed to be making changes to the world to make it a better place. Exactly. They don't listen to us. So now it's time for the difference. This is when we do a petition and we say to them, right, we want you to do um, a, lie detection, a de lie detection test. Let's put them on the actual line. Let's make a difference. Let's get all of these people that are asleep to actually say, do you know what? And very quickly, imagine if we did that as a reality show, how many thousands would, would actually watch that show? A live detection test on a reality show on TV. Do you know what, though, right? You're absolutely right. Do these petitions actually all go to the appropriate people? My answer to that is no, I don't think it does. Do they actually do any good? No, I don't think they all do. I'm not saying they don't. They don't all make a difference. They don't all make a difference, but some do. Okay. But there's so many that people do get sick of it. But my point is, I just want to get people all together in one place, and I think people would actually sign. If I said that I was doing a reality show where we actually got um, politicians onto lie detection uh, machines, I am telling you now, it would be a sellout, wouldn't it? Thousands would be listening. Thousands would be watching to see what they actually said. But why would it take that for everybody to see the lies that they're already saying? But I don't care what it takes. I think it's time that we all did this. I don't care how we have to do it. I don't care how we have to get all these people together. But we need to get people all in one place to get these links to, to show them about the chemtrails, about the chemicals that are going on our food, about the cruelty that's going on in our slaughterhouses, the cruelty that's going on about animals being skinned alive while they take off their fur and chucked into a skip while their eyes are looking onto a video. It's got to stop. 
Jennifer has just said, I think the NSA, which monitors a majority of the U.S. phone calls, emails, and Facebook posts, intercept a lot of petitions and emails that we send to the government. You're absolutely right. I do wonder myself sometimes when I've had problems with Blog Talk Radio. Have they heard? Have they seen my emails? I'm on the phone ringing into the studio right now, so does that mean that at the end of the day they are listening in to what I'm saying? So many questions with so many answers, but one thing I do know is that we, the people, have got to join forces. We have all got connections by phones, emails, Facebook, and all of the other different social networking sites that there is. We've got so many different ways to get in touch with people, and we're still not getting it out there enough time for change. It's time for that difference. And obviously to finish the show tonight, I want everybody to listen to the um, to listen to the Wayseers manifesto song. I just think it would be absolutely fantastic for everybody to listen to this song and feel inspired, motivated. But the one thing I want everybody to think about tonight, which I think is very, very important for tonight's show, is you never know what is going to happen tomorrow. You don't know that you're going to be here tomorrow. You don't know if your friend is going to be here tomorrow or a relative or whatever. Don't hide your feelings and share the love to the world. This is what the government is trying to stop us from doing. They don't want us to connect. Share the love with those people who are so close to you. Don't leave it until you're at the next funeral to meet your family and your friends. Don't leave it till next week till you go shopping to let them know that you care. Don't ring your grandma or that old elderly lady that's down the road or whoever. Don't get in touch with them just because they've left their milk out. Check them today. The trouble is we're all leaving everything to chance. We're all leaving everything to everybody else. It's every single one of us's choice, and it's every single one of us needs to do something about this world. We can't blame the government for everything. We can't blame society for everything. We can blame every single one of us. Let's just look at Terry for a minute. I'm sure Terry was about 40-year-old. I hope I haven't gone overboard on his age or so I'm going to get sincerely told off, but 40. Too young. Far too young. And I'm sure all his family and friends would also be saying the same thing. We never thought it would happen. Please don't leave it until tomorrow. Do something today to make a difference to one person or five people or 20 people or a thousand people. Share links. Tell the world what you actually know. Don't hide your thoughts or your feelings because that's exactly what our government want us to do. They don't want us to share the love. They don't want us to connect. They don't want us to support each other. They don't want us to share the love around the world. Please, everybody, do it today. Let's all join forces, just like what they did with um, Princess Diana. Look what we did when she died. Don't wait until somebody dies to make a difference. Do it today. 
I, I would love to send my love to everybody, but especially to Terry's family and friends. And, of course, to Terry up there, who will always be left as an admin on the Hey Mr. Government globally, because I'm sure from up there he will be doing his bit too. But please, everybody, do your bit while you're down here too. I would like to thank everybody who has listened to the show tonight. And uh, tonight I'm going to finish off the show with the Wayseers song, because I think it's so apt for this for here. Um, it's literally just such an absolute fantastic song and we need to get it out there so please share the show share the links and join hey mr government globally on facebook and i thank every single one of you for joining us tonight good night and please look after yourselves and share the love good night attention all you rule breakers you misfits and troublemakers all you free spirits and pioneers all you visionaries and non-conformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. Unlike nine out of ten people, your mind is irrepressible and this threatens authority. You were born to be a revolutionary. You can't stand rules because in your heart you know there's a better way. You have strengths dangerous to the and it wants them eliminated. So your whole life you've been told your strengths were weaknesses. Now I'm telling you otherwise. Your impulsivity is a gift. Impulses are your key to the miraculous. Your distractibility is an artifact of your inspired creativity. Your mood swings reflect the natural pulse of life. They give you unstoppable energy when you're high, deep soulful insight when you're low. Diagnosed with a disorder, that's society's latest way to deny its own illness by pointing the finger at you. Your addictive personality is just a symptom of your vast, underused capacity for heroic creative expression and spiritual connection. Your utter lack of repression, your wide-eyed idealism, your unmitigated open mind. Didn't anyone ever tell you?
now we'll simply call it the way. The way is reflected in you as the source of your inspiration, the source of your passions, your wisdom, your enthusiasm, your intuition, your spiritual fire.